Hello, and welcome to the ATPE podcast, brought to you by the Association of Texas Professional Educators and covering the hottest topics on Texas educators' minds today. Hello, and welcome to the ATPE podcast. My name is David George, and I serve as the editor for ATPE News Magazine. Today, we're going to be discussing student removal, specifically what the law says regarding the process and considerations educators should be aware of. Uh, we'd like to welcome back Lance Kane to the podcast. He's a managing attorney for the ATPE Member Legal Services Department, and he's been providing our members with support and on-site assistance for 17 years. Thanks for being here, Lance. Uh, thank you. It's always good to be back on your podcast. Let's begin with what we mean by student removal. Yeah. Um, so first off, um, let me say that as with many laws, uh, the student removal law is it, complicated um, and it can depend on individual circumstances. Uh, so today I want to discuss sort of more of a general overview. Uh, we also have um, information on our website that our members can refer to. And as always, eligible ATP members can contact member legal services uh, for individual legal advice. Um, and our discussion today does not deal with uh, office referrals, things like that, so temporary issues. Um, what we're talking about today is permanent removal requests uh, that a teacher can make based on student behavior. Um, the student removal law itself goes back to 1995. It was part of uh, the Safe Schools Act that was passed by the Texas legislature. And in 2013, the law was expanded to bus drivers to allow them to remove unruly students from uh, school buses. There are uh, two main types of student removal, mandatory and discretionary. Uh, the mandatory ones are for more serious offenses. So we're talking um, something where a student might be placed in a disciplinary alternative education program or DAEP or expelled to a juvenile justice alternative education program or JJAEP. Um, obviously, these are uh, more serious offenses. The education code contains a specific list, uh, but things like assault, uh, selling drugs or alcohol on campus, and the list kind of escalates and gets worse from there. Um, discretionary removal, on the other hand, is where uh, classroom disruptions um, might cause a teacher to um, have trouble reaching the other students, uh, sort of maintaining discipline in the classroom. Those are the types of things we're going to focus on today. Um, a teacher, teacher can request student removal, uh, not necessarily going to be guaranteed, though. Um, and it is also important to recognize uh, that this is just one sort of uh, part of a teacher's overall classroom management um, sort of toolbox. Uh, I think that um, they, they really should look at it as more of a last resort. I'll get into some reasons for that later on. Under what circumstances can a teacher request discretionary student removal? Uh, there are two main grounds for requesting student removal. Um, one is sort of a pattern of behavior uh, where the student is interfering with the teacher's ability to teach or disrupting the other student's ability to learn. Um, so that's more like students sitting in the back of the class day to day, um, talking over the teacher, uh, causing disruptions, that type of thing. Um, the other is more of a sort of a single major incident uh, where the student's behavior is so unruly, disruptive, or abusive um, that it causes a serious disruption to the teacher's ability to sort of maintain that classroom atmosphere. Um, documentation is required on both, um, so that is important to keep. Um, and, and it is something uh, that, you know, I think with the second one, that might be where the teacher um, gets into a situation with the student, 
a student might threaten the teacher. So a very major outburst that's, that's causing a serious disruption. So how would a teacher request student removal? Um, it can be as simple as just emailing the principal. Uh, sometimes that's all that it takes, especially if you have a supportive principal that's familiar with the situation. Um, ATPE has developed a form that teachers can use that lists the criteria. Um, teachers can check off what the reason is for the student removal and then include documentation um, to support the student removal. Um, if it's based on a pattern of behavior, that, that documentation can be particularly important. So you'd want to have uh, past student referrals, uh, maybe the teacher's uh, classroom log, you know, kind of daily behavior log, um, and, and any other relevant documentation. If we're talking about one of the more major incidents, uh, documentation can also be important there. Um, so if there is an incident report, maybe other witnesses saw what happened, um, those are the types of things a teacher would want to include. And I, I think it is better to include all the documentation up front um, because the decision-making committee that makes a decision on student removal is going to be considering you know, the removal request based on what the teacher provides. So if it's lacking any evidence or lacking any documentation, that can lead to a conclusion that uh, it might not be the best outcome. Uh, so what happens after the removal request is made? Um, after the removal request is made, the principal can take matters into their own hands and, and just remove the student on their own. Um, they can also assign in-school suspension if it's appropriate, or for the more serious mandatory offenses that I discussed, um, assign uh, the DAP or expel the student to the JJAEP. Um, the principal is not supposed to return the student to the teacher's class without the consent, uh, with one major exception. Um, if the placement review committee decides that the best placement for the student is in the original teacher's class, then the student can be paid, placed back in that class. Um, but as with any uh, laws, with a lot of laws, there are exceptions to the exception. And if um, it's a situation that involves a assault of the teacher with bodily injury, then the teacher can refuse consent to that student, even if the placement review committee decides that that uh, classroom is the best placement. Uh, talk to us about the Placement Review Committee. Yeah, the Placement Review Committee is made up of three members of the campus. Um, two are elected by the campus faculty, and one is assigned or appointed by the principal. Um, and the, the reason for that sort of democratic process is to take the decision-making authority out of one person's hands, out of, you know, maybe one administrator who might have some bias or, or might be inclined to decide a certain way. This is really designed to, to come up with a more fair outcome for the teacher. Um, and I think the placement review committee's decision, um, it, it can be challenged, but it is difficult because the law puts a lot of authority in their, in their final decision. Can any student be removed? Not any student. Um, it, it, you can make a student removal request for any student, but because of the federal, uh, federal special ed laws that uh, give special ed students protections, um, removal is more difficult for special ed students. Uh, there are a, a few reasons for that. First, um, a student is not supposed to be disciplined for any kind of behavior that is based on their disability. So if, if the disability is the reason for the behavior, they're not supposed to be disciplined for that. Um, also, if the behavior is dealt with on a behavior intervention plan, they're supposed to deal with it that way as opposed to using a student removal request or, or other uh, discipline techniques. Um, also, 
permanent removal of a special ed student has to be done through the um, ARD committee. So even if the placement review committee decides that it is best to remove the student, um, they don't have the authority to, to actually uh, do the student, permanent student removal. That has to be done by the ARD committee. Um, teachers can also encounter difficulties in situations where there might not be another placement. So if you have a small school, uh, there might be just one second grade class, teacher requests removal, there just isn't another place to put that student. Are there any additional considerations that teachers should be aware of? Yeah, there are, there are some practical considerations. Um, again, I would look at this as just one part of a teacher's overall plan, you know, their, their overall classroom management techniques. Um, the timing can also be a factor. Uh, you don't want to start off the year and, and start making um, student removal requests unless it's absolutely necessary. So you have to be judicious with those um, and, and try to um, you know, limit them so it's not something that's, that's overused. Um, also, unfortunately, a lot of administrators may not be on board with the, the student removal process. Um, although it is a, a strong law, sometimes administrators can be hesitant to do that. Um, it, it may be because they're not in the classroom as often. You know, teachers in there every day, they see the student every day, an administrator might pop in. Um, and sometimes the student might be on better behavior when the administrator's in there. So they might not believe it or, or might not agree to that. Um, so we, unfortunately, we see a lot of times where an administrator will actually um, try to sort of turn the situation around and say that the student is um, not behaving well because of the teacher's lack of classroom management. Um, and that's really unfortunate because that, that is not true in a lot of situations. Um, so that's another reason why that good documentation um, is very key to these removal requests. Uh, because once it gets to the placement review committee, you want to have them able to review all of that documentation. Um, also, a consideration is that students, that they do have to be placed somewhere. So a lot of times that will mean one of your colleagues' classes. Uh, and the same thing can be true if one of your colleagues requests student removal, that, that student can come to you. So we want to be you know, mindful of that with um, over-requesting student removal. Um, another thing is the effect on the student. Um, you know, you don't want to send the message to the student that they're you know, not wanted or not welcome, um, even though certain times, you know, their behavior might warrant it. That is a consideration. That doesn't mean that you can't request student removal, but it is something to consider. Um, finally, I mean, I think um, you can't request student removal because of difficult parents. We get that a lot where a teacher uh, is having problems with the parent. They just don't want to deal with the parent anymore, so they want the student out of their classroom. It has to actually be based on the student's behavior. Um, overall, though, I think it is a good right that teachers have, um, and especially with that mandatory removal, it has provided um, a safer atmosphere for teachers and for their classrooms. So I think that can be very helpful, and it gives teachers another option um, that they have, you know, to to take things into their own hands for these classroom management issues. Uh, it is something that if any teacher has questions about, they can contact Number Legal Services and we'd be happy to walk them through the process. Well, Lance, thank you so much for eloquently explaining all of that to us today. Uh, as always, if you have any questions or feedback, you can send those to com at atpe.org. That's C-O-M-M -M at atpe.org. And we encourage you to subscribe to the podcast and to leave us a review. So thanks again for being here and we'll see you next time on the ATPE podcast. Thanks for listening to the ATPE podcast. For more information about becoming part of Texas's largest community of educators, 
please visit atpe.org. The information provided in this podcast is for general purposes only. Individual legal situations vary greatly and viewers needing individual legal advice should consult directly with an attorney. Eligible ATPE members may contact the ATPE Member Legal Services Department.